0: There you can see the photos and written materials that enrich my stories with visuals. Please check it out. And wherever you're listening, please rate and review and share the podcast. I'd love to hear what you think. At the end of the day, human connection is all we have. Enjoy. Hello, good morning. I'm so happy to be here with you today. And thank you for tuning in and joining me in this wonderful journey. And it is a lovely sunny day. I didn't give you a weather report yesterday, last time. (laughs) I noticed that, but I just went on. Lovely sunny day. And I, interestingly enough, have already been recording for an hour and 20 minutes because I was recording an episode all alone for my other podcast, which I usually do with a co-host. My other podcast is... Pardon me, I'm going to say this word because I'm not going to actually give you guys a heads up that this episode may contain some salty language, and I'm sorry for that, but you know, got to switch it up every now and again. So my other podcast is called Fuck Shakespeare and it's all about the naughty bits, the dirty parts of Shakespeare's plays and it's very funny and usually I do it with my delightful, wonderful friend Erin and we do it in her booth but she is suffering today from a possibly broken foot and so I was going solo and I just recorded for an hour and 20 minutes because we usually do it play by play, and we just started Midsummer Night's Dream. And we do scene by scene, and we do a whole analysis. So I had to do all the voices. So it was very schizophrenic and very weird. I was like, "Mm -hmm." all these crazy things going on. It was very fun. We do a lot of cursing in that show. So what the heck? This will be an episode where there's some cursing too, and so you might see explicit, and you're going to be like, what? Why is there suddenly a dirty episode of The Bard on Hudson, because that's my other side. I'm a Gemini, what can I tell you? I've got the nice, sweet, gentle voice that puts you to sleep at night. But then I also have this whole salty side. And I'm going to read you some letters today that have some salty language in them. First of all, I'm going to bring you back to, back to a time when, no, back to the fall of 1991 and if you recall Dave and I were trying finally to have a second baby and I guess that I am one of those women who was just fertile and meant to have children because we didn't try very long. We decided we would try in July or something and by September I found myself pregnant. I discovered it on my own. I knew that I had missed a period and I wasn't sure by how long. So I did a little home test and found out that it was positive and that I was pregnant. And I decided to tell Dave that very evening because it was the evening of our fifth anniversary and we were going out to dinner together. I was meeting him in the city, so I met him with a big grin and told him, that we were having another baby and he was very excited yeah i know he was ambivalent in the spring but by the time he had made up his mind and decided that it was time to do this thing and then he got that news he was thrilled he was really excited we waited to tell our families until the doctor confirmed this because we wanted to be absolutely sure and because it was going to be a big change for savannah in particular to suddenly start thinking about not being the only kid in the household. And she was two and a half, a little bit more than that at this point. So it was a good amount of spread between the two kids. And I was grateful that she was out of diapers and that she was getting to be much more independent and easy to talk to and reason with. And yeah, three is not a bad time. Twos are maybe terrible, but three is good. So we went to the doctor and had an appointment, and that's where we got a little bit of rough news. Not for me. I was fine. But what we found out was that the baby was due on May 16th, which was Noah and Aiden's birthday. Oh, that was a rough piece of news because that was not going to go over well. This was like usurping. A date that was supposed to be exclusive and special, at least within our family. So we had a bit of a rough time telling people, but, you know, we presented it with joy and delight and isn't it going to be great? We're having another baby. Now, the only problem, the real big problem here was that I neglected to tell my dad. Oh, yeah. Remember him? Yeah, he was still over there living on the West Coast, but actually now he had moved to Arizona because his doctors had told him, and I don't know if y'all remember, but in the 80s, LA, the smog situation was so bad that people were given warnings and told to stay indoors lots of days. He had been a smoker his whole life, adult life, and he had all kinds of problems with emphysema and this and that. So he finally determined that he couldn't live in his blessed Los Angeles anymore. And he had moved to Scottsdale, Arizona. So he was out there in the West Coast and, you know, really not an immediate part of my life. So I guess that he heard about it from mom before he heard about it from me. And boy, oh boy, that was the last straw for him as far as he was concerned he finally wrote me off and this is the letter that i received from him it is headed up by the date 11 and it says scottsdale arizona underneath it and it starts out this way diana not dear diana just diana this would not be an easy letter to write if you had not made it so over the years for whatever your confused and misguided reasons are, you have gone far out of your way to hurt and offend me. At first, I believed time would change such behavior. Then, because of the great love I hold for Christina and the fact that you were my child and the same blood flows in our veins, I pretended to be so dull as not to understand these many unkind actions. I have now decided to put an end to such behavior. No longer will you slight, offend, hurt, and insult me. I understand that you are expecting another child and wish for you that all will go well and that the event will be of great joy to you and David. That said, it is now I who choose to say, an end to all this. The game, unkind at best, is over. If at any point in the future your real feelings change or you have true need of me, your father, I am here and my hand will always be out to you. May you have the real joy, happiness, and love of family that we all look for. Signed, your father. Ouch. Whoa. That was bad. Very bad. I couldn't believe this letter that I got. Could not believe it. So I'm going to read you the various iterations of what happened with my response. My very first response, I went to paper and scrawled the following because paper is always the place that I take out my most difficult feelings at first. So here's what I wrote first. On the contrary, Father, I think that I've gone out of my way in the past few years to speak kindly to you and to try to do you favors when you needed me and to try and bring us together but you are the stubborn pig-headed idiot. You came into town many times and never bothered to call or arrange to see me and Savannah. What the fuck could you care about another grandchild when you don't even bother to associate with this one? That hurts me more than anything. More than the fact that you don't tell me when you're pleased with the photos I sent you or made for you. I thought that when I had Savannah, we would develop a new relationship based on our separate relationships with her. But obviously, it means nothing to you, so fuck you, and I'm glad you cut me off. That was my first response. Response number one. Response number two. This was the second draft. So, Dad, it really sucked that the first thing you could say when you entered my house was that you had to hurry and get back to the city and that we shouldn't linger over this lunch but get it done. It was upsetting enough that I was the last thing on your list for this visit, but I was going to make the best of it. How can it be that this relationship keeps going wrong despite all my attempts to make it bearable for both of us? I thought that the presence of Savannah was beginning to redefine our relationship in a pleasant way, but it's the same old shit with varnish on it. And I didn't continue that letter because I probably decided, no, that's not going well either. So here is version three. Dear dad, it has taken me a long time to respond to your letter because I needed to be able to come back to a calmer point of view from the rage that I found myself in when I first read it. I am truly sorry that you have never understood me. And what's more, that you never made any effort to do so. Your impressions of the whole situation are so far off the mark as to be ludicrous. I never sought to insult and offend you. Certainly not in the last few years when it was my impression that our relationship was quieting down and becoming, if not happy and carefree, at least mutually acceptable. I guess I was far off too because I never expected to hear those things from you. I will tell you right now that I wish never to hear them again. Furthermore, I do not want to even hear that you are saying slanderous things about me to mom or to Tufi no longer will i sit around while you drag me through the mud and try to poison the other members of my family against me as well this is completely unfair and abusive and i won't allow it i will not have savannah hear ugly untruths about me as she grows older either i would never do such a thing to you dad you are completely mistaken if you think that i hate you so It is you that hold a lot of ill will in your heart, but I have come to understand that it has very little to do with me. I promise you that if you find someone with whom to honestly discuss these feelings, you will sort them out and finally be able to relate to me for who I am. I cannot be your scapegoat any longer and I will not do it. I have been too gentle with you and allowed you to abuse me because I felt sorry that you were hurting so much, but I will not stand for it any longer. As far as your grandchildren go, I didn't get around to telling you about the second one soon enough for your liking because you have distanced yourself from me and you therefore are very far out of my immediate thoughts. I don't have to remind you that you have been in New York on many occasions this year, yet you have never managed to see me and my family. You have not seen Savannah since before she could talk, which is unthinkable in light of the fact that you try to give the impression that she means something to you. I thought that the birth of Savannah would change our relationship to something new and easier to deal with. I was under the impression that that was what was happening until I received your letter. If Savannah truly means something to you, I should think that you'd make every effort to see her and enjoy her presence in your life, regardless of imagined obstacles. I don't see you doing that. So it leads me to believe that she's not that important. So why would you care about another grandchild? I truly pity you on this count, dad, because you and only you are depriving yourself of knowing a lovely, happy, beautiful, intelligent, and captivating little person who is your own flesh and blood and who has no preconceived notions about you. A clean slate. You could completely start over with her, dad. You could love her and play with her and teach her things like you never got to do with your own children. And I wouldn't deny you that. I think it's despicable for adults to choose for their children which people they should love or not love, and I won't do it. I have never said anything bad about you to Savannah, and I never would. The impression is yours to make. So if you can bring yourself to acknowledge that I am not the root of all your troubles, nor should I pay for them, then we can carry on with this relationship. If not, call me when you can. But don't blame me for depriving you of, quote, the joy and happiness and love of family that we all look for, unquote. So that was what I sent off. And that was basically the end of our relationship. Dad was in my house again one other time. And I'll tell you that and you'll see that. And that is after the birth of my second child. But basically, we had no more relationship after that. And that's a shame. And I think when people draw lines in the sand like this, it's usually to their own detriment. I felt so sad for dad that he didn't have the experience of enjoying his grandchildren. I wouldn't have begrudged it to him, but he cut it off himself. So, sorry for all the F-bombs this episode. But, you know, I do curb that. That is my natural bent. I would let loose with those quite a lot more, but I try to not offend everybody so much. So thank you for being here with me and I hope you enjoyed this wild ride today and more to come. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to connect, you can find me on Instagram at Diana the Bard or on Facebook at Diana Green. And check out my Patreon page at patreon.com slash for photos and other fun additions. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you're listening. It makes a world of difference and helps others to find the show. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye.